Because tonight we're kicking off a brand new series called Thank You Next. Because for many of us in the room, this is our mentality when it comes to dating, relationships, and sex. And it's a mentality that says the way we date, the way that we view relationships, and the way that we treat sex, yes, I just said the word sex, okay, you can laugh about it for a minute, we're going to talk about it a lot over the next few weeks. It's a mentality that says the way we view those things doesn't really matter. Because at the end of the day, if it's not working out for you, then it's just on to the next. But it's a mentality that breeds nothing but unhealthy relationships. It builds up a list of regrets and ultimately causes you to miss out on God's best for you when it comes to this area of your life, your dating relationships. So I'm super excited for tonight, and tonight is kicking off a four-part series because we thought we'd just spend the next few weeks talking about this, that we'd spend the next two weeks talking about a new mentality, a new strategy, if you will, when it comes to dating, singleness, and sex. And so I just want to kick off tonight by asking you guys a pretty simple question. I'd love for you to be honest. Have you ever kind of um, got ahead of yourself when it comes to dating? Anybody? Ever got ahead of yourself a little bit, kind of overthought things, overcomplicated things maybe, just a little bit? Okay, yeah, a few more of you. That's awesome. A lot of two hands right here. You're like, yeah, it's me. Um, Maybe for you, like you're a girl in the room and and you've gotten a text from a guy before. I don't know. And and you got a text and it was kind of a guy that you like had a crush on for a while. And so you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he texted me. And so like, you're about to respond and you're like, oh, I can't respond yet. I got to call my best friend. And so, because that's what you do. And so you go and you, you call your best friend up, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, girl, like he just texted me. And she's like, who? And you're like, you know who, you know? And you're like, I'm about to respond. I'm going to respond. She's like, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. When did he text you? And you're like, I think like 65 seconds ago. And she's like, you can't respond for at least 20 minutes, okay? Because if you respond before 20 minutes, then like you're going to look thirsty. You're going to look desperate, you know, like. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then she's like, okay, good point. You're like, good point, good point. I'll wait a little bit. And you're like, okay, well, let's talk about what I should say. And she's like, well, what did he say? And she's like, well, he just said like, hey, what are you up to tonight? You know, and I think I should maybe respond with like, not much. Like, what are you up to? Question mark, exclamation point. She's like, no, don't, don't use the exclamation point. That's too much. And then you're like, cool. I'll just go with an emoji. And she's like, no, 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 guys. Sometimes, sometimes guys don't really like emojis. And then she's like, oh no. It just hit me. Like I got so excited when he texted me that I started responding. He's probably already seen the three dots. Like this is terrible. it's, It's over, it's over, it's over. I can't even respond. And you're like, yo, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Like the man sent you a text. Just respond, you know, respond and be like, not much. What are you up to? I don't know. Guys, guys, maybe you've had like a girl like a photo of yours on Instagram before. And, um, my voice just kind of cracked, by the way. That was weird. <laughs> just <laughs> hit puberty. Uh, maybe you've had a girl like, like a photo on Instagram, but she didn't like your most recent post. Like, it was a few back. It was like five or six weeks ago. And so, fellas, like, you know what that means? Like, she was stalking your IG. She was scrolling through the feed, and she's like, I'm going to let them know I'm interested. And so, guys, you don't call your bros because we don't do that, but you're like, I'm going to handle this on my own. So you're like... I'm going to like one of her pics, better, better yet, I'm going to comment on one of her pictures from a little while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got real. <laughs> you guys are giving me some feedback tonight. I like this. But then you go to do that and you realize, oh no, she's private. And you're like, wait, okay, so I need to follow her. But then you're like, wait, she doesn't even follow me. Why am I public? This is terrible. 
So then you're like, okay, I'm just gonna maybe send her a DM instead. You're like, no, that's way too much. And you're like, you're getting ahead of yourself. You're overthinking it. You're overcomplicating it just a little bit. I've talked to some of you before and I've had conversations and you're like, man, you know, I, I think this person's interested in me, but I'm not really sure. And I'm like, well, tell me more. And they're like, well, um, like, I'm like, have you hung out with them before? Like, you know, do you know each other? And it's like, well, we kind of know each other. We've never hung out officially, but we're friends on Snapchat. And I, I don't have Snapchat, so I don't know this whole world. But I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. Like, what does that mean? And it's like, well, um, we're friends on Snapchat. And like, we've Snapchatted each other like a pretty good bit. Like, we've, we've Snapchatted each other like every day for the last 337 days. <laughs> And I'm like, that seems like it's, it's a relationship to me. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And like, it's just so easy to get ahead of yourself. It's so easy to overcomplicate things. And I just kind of believe that in today's culture, more often than not, like when I talk to a lot of you, when I think back to when I was in that season of life, like it's just really easy to be confused when it comes to dating. Am I right? Like when you think about dating, it's just really easy to get ahead of yourself. It's easy to be confused. It's easy to be like, man, I I don't know. Like, is this the right person? Is that not the right person? Should I go out with them? Should I not go out with them? Should I ask this person out? Should I not ask them out? Like you just are so confused when it comes to dating and relationships. And you know what even makes it a little bit worse? You know what overcomplicates it even a little bit more and makes it even more confusing? It's the fact that for many of us, we get a good bit of our dating advice from TV shows like The Bachelor, okay? Now, now, props to a lot of you for being in the room tonight because you're diehard Bachelor fans and it's Bachelor Monday, but you're here, you're here, that's awesome. And I'm just gonna be honest with you, my wife and I, we watched The Bachelor, like we've watched it for a while now. Um, I'm not recommending the show, I think it's a terrible show, but I watch it because it's good television, okay? But if you've never seen The Bachelor, or if you're like, I, you know, I, I don't really know much about it, I've never even, heard, I assume probably everyone's heard of it, but let me just tell you kind of the, the way The Bachelor works, okay? There's one guy, he's The Bachelor, and he's dating 30 women at the same time, okay? So it gets better or worse, whichever way you want to look at it. Not only is he dating 30 women at the same time, these 30 girls are all living in the same house together. So there's 30 girls living in the same house together, dating the same guy at the same time. So this is a recipe for disaster, okay? Or a really good reality TV. And what shocks me every single season about The Bachelor is this, it never fails, so like maybe I shouldn't be shocked at this point, is there's always like one or two or maybe even three or four girls that like, it's the first couple days in the house and they, are, they, just have, they just had went on their first date with The Bachelor and it's not even like a one-on-one date, it's a group date. So there's like nine or 10 of them on the date. So each girl gets like maybe five to 10 minutes of, of quality time with the guy or at least that's what they make it out to seem like. And then at the end of the day, the girl is like sitting down with the producer and they're doing an interview and the producer probably, we don't know, but probably ask her something along the lines of like, how are you feeling? How's the experience been so far? How was today? And it never fails. There's always one or two girls that are like, you know, I told myself when I came on the show, it wasn't going to be like this. And I was not going to let myself fall early, but, and then they get emotional. It's like, (laughs) I'm in love with them. Like I love them. I love him. He's the one for me. And I need to tell him this. I need to go tell him right now. Can I go tell him right now? And I just wish one time the producer would look back and be like, hey, 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 time out, time out. Cut, cut the cameras. Do you know his name? 
Because she'd be like, no, I don't, but I love him. He's the person for me, you know? And like this happens every single time where they just get ahead of themselves so quickly. Maybe you've never seen The Bachelor. I have another show that, that many of you have probably not even seen or even heard of because it hasn't been around nearly as long as The Bachelor. This show has only been around for one season. I'm not even sure if it's being renewed for season two. But has anyone heard of this show, The, the Proposal? Okay, you're a fan. Um, make some noise if you've never heard of The Proposal. Okay, that's good. I'm actually encouraged by that. So The Proposal, I'm just going to set this up for you. The Proposal is a show. It's similar to The Bachelor, kind of, but not really. So like there's a guy or sometimes it's a girl, but we'll just roll with the guy. Um, So there's a guy and there's 10 girls that come on the show, okay? And the guy can see all of the girls, but the girls can't see him. So he's like hidden, okay? And so round one happens and it's like the first impression round. So every girl walks out one by one. They say their name and like one fact about themselves. That's round one. The guy eliminates like two or three girls right away. He's like, I'm going to narrow it down to like six or seven. Round two happens and I'm pretty sure it's something like the girl says another fact or something cool about herself, something she's interested in. And then he narrows it down a little bit more. Then round three, the guy asks her a question. Still at this point, they haven't seen each other. The guy can see the girls though, that's it. And so he asks them a question. They get 30 seconds to answer in round three. Then he narrows it down a little bit more. And then there's the next round and it's one of the guys like family members or close friends and they get to come out and ask a question on his behalf. They're like, hey, I'm really good friends with this guy. I wanna know. And they ask the question again. She gets 30 seconds to answer and then it gets down to the final two. And now for the first time, the guy walks out the room. They meet each other face to face. Each girl says something for like a minute. And then not kidding you, he gets down on one knee and proposes to one of them. This is the way the show works. Mind you, all that happens in a one hour episode, but with commercials. So really like 48 minutes. Okay. Now, I did some research, and it's not a a, a marriage proposal every time, but usually it is, but it's a a proposal of some type. And I did some research. There was 10 episodes this past season in season one. Of those 10, do you know how many people have gotten married? Zero. None of them have gotten married. Of those 10, do you know how many relationships are even still intact? Do you know how many people are still even at least in a dating relationship? One. One of 10. And from what I read, that relationship is kind of shaky and might fall apart here pretty soon. And the interesting thing is this. The article that I was reading was making it out like that they were shocked by this, that they couldn't believe that these relationships hadn't worked out, that like this fairy tale, this destiny, this way they met, that they came together, it was so perfect. Like they could not believe that it wasn't working out. And I know what a lot of you are maybe thinking right now, at least it's what I would be thinking if I was in your shoes. Okay, well, Matt, here's the deal. I'm not going to date 30 people at the same time. And I'm definitely not going to date someone who's dating 30 people at the same time. So that's good. That's, 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 that's really wise of you. Or you might be thinking, I'm not going to get engaged on the very first date either. Um, I'm not saying love at first sight is not a thing, but if the guy comes on, on a first date and he's got a ring in his back pocket, like you need to run really far, really fast. Like that's not... Good, but regardless of who you are and regardless of what season of life you find yourself in, it's really easy to get ahead of yourself when it comes to dating. And this is because for the majority of us in the room, not everyone, but for the majority of us in the room, you desire to have a significant relationship at some point in your life. And many of you desire to even be married at some point in your life. 
And so we love to talk about relationships, don't we? We love to talk about dating. We love to think about it. And we love to think about who am I going to be with? Like, who should I ask out? Who should I ask out? Who, 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 who? And usually the next question we ask right after that is, what am I looking for? Like, what am I looking for? And you know what I'm talking about. Like, this is the list that you've created. Some of you, you created a list when you were like seven years old for what you're looking for. And you've updated it, you've changed it a little bit. Some of you, you're like, I I hang out with someone and then immediately I get home and I pull out my list and I'm like, no, not tall enough, not funny enough, not interested, you know. Others of you, like you're not that serious about your list, but but you kind of have a mental list and you just know some of the things that, that you're looking for and someone who you would potentially consider dating material or maybe even someone that you would consider like, potentially I can marry this person. Like you have a list. And for girls, maybe your list looks something like this. Like maybe you think, I want to be with someone who's sweet and romantic. Like, like I want to date a guy who, who takes me on sweet dates, who gives me flowers just because, who, the type of guy I can go tell my, my girlfriends about and be like, yo, listen to this date he took me on. And they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I was dating him. And you're like, chill. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is on your list. Like you want someone who's encouraging. Like you're like, yes. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> should talk about dating every week. Uh, Maybe you want someone who's encouraging, though, someone who believes in you, someone who tells you to pursue your dreams. Maybe you want someone who's growing spiritually. Like, you want a guy... (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Glad you guys have that on your list. Someone just pulled out their phone. They're like, that's not on my list, but I'm adding it. (laughs) You want someone who takes their face seriously. They're moving forward. Maybe you want a guy. It's, like, important to you for you to have a guy that's clean. And I'm not talking about... Hold up. I think you know where I'm going with this, but I'm not talking about a guy who's like got a clean haircut or clean shaven. I'm talking about a guy who's, who's just clean, you know, like fellas, 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 I'm with you here. We got to stick together, but come on, man. Some of us, like I've been to your apartment before and like, we got to get some stuff worked out. All right. We just do. Um, maybe you're looking for a guy that's a leader, like not just a follower, but a leader. Maybe you're looking for someone who's athletic. Maybe, maybe someone, I know you're with me on every part of this list. Uh, maybe someone who's got some musical abilities or maybe someone who's just funny. Maybe that's what you want. Now, 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 that's good, right? Now, guys, 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 here's the deal, guys. Whoa, give me a second. Give me a second, chill. <laughs> guys. You've got a list too, we've got a list too, and you've put some thought into it. And guys, for most of you, not all of you, but for most of you, your list looks something like this. Attractive. And that's about it, that's about it. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Guys, in in all seriousness, in all seriousness, rein it in. Guys, you've got a list too, we do, and your list might look like this. It might be, you want someone who's emotionally stable. Here's the deal. No, cl- no clapping until I get through the list. When I point at you, you can clap. All right, fair, Were you with me? Maybe you want someone, guys, who's growing spiritually. No clapping, no clapping, no clapping. Maybe you want a girl who, who's loving, a girl who's caring. Maybe you want someone who's fun, someone who's athletic, someone who's selfless, guys. Okay, you can, you can clap if you want, thank you, yeah. Here's the deal, here's the deal. We all have a list of things that we're looking for. Like maybe you haven't given it a ton of thought, but we have a list of some things that we're looking for. 
And you also have a list of some things you're not looking for. Like maybe you don't want someone who's, who's selfish. You don't want someone who's really greedy. You don't want a person who, who spirit, you know, has no faith or who is, who is immature. Like none of us are going to say that. Like, oh man, I'm just really looking for a guy or for a girl that's super immature. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. You know, why didn't it work out? Well, because he, he just was too mature. I don't know. You know, like no one's looking for that. We have a list of things that we're looking for, but we also have a pretty good idea of things that we're, we're not looking for. And I'm not saying that that's bad tonight. Like, I'm not telling you to drop your list or to drop your standards. I think it's great. I think it's great that you kind of know what you're looking for, what you're not looking for. Maybe you've been taught, like, hey, you need to figure that out. You need to put some time into that. But when it comes to dating, the default strategy for, for the majority of us is to think about who. It's to think about who am I going to date. And I get it, again. But I think when you solely focus on who you're going to date, I think part of the problem is you miss out on the second half of the equation, which is you. See, there's two parts of the dating equation, who and you, who and you. And I just think that who is a strategy that a lot of us have. And that's probably, if I would have asked some of you before the night, like, what's your dating strategy? I bet it would have been something along the lines of like, well, I, I don't know. I think just finding the right person to be with, to find who, but I don't think it's so much about finding the right person as it is about becoming the right person. In fact, I think that there's a better dating strategy than this who. I think it's to focus on you more than who. Our, our lead pastor, Andy Stanley, he, he's spoken on this before, and he has a great question that he asks that kind of bounces off of that, and the question is this, and I think this is an awesome question for us to think about. Maybe you've never thought about this. Are you the person the person you're looking for is looking for? Are you the person, do you have the characteristics in you that the person you're looking for would be looking for? Because let me just make a couple assumptions. I'm just going to assume that all of you in the room want to have good, healthy relationships in your life. Like none of you want to have bad, unhealthy relationships, right? I'm just going to assume that some of you want to get married down the road. I'm going to assume that, that many of you want to have a significant relationship at some point in your life. And if any of those assumptions that I just made are true, then I think it's so important that we take a moment and to stop and pause and to really take an honest look at this question right here. Are you the person, the person you're looking for is looking for? And here's why. Please, please don't miss this. I think one of the main reasons, I'm not saying it's the only reason, I'm not even saying it's the biggest reason, but I think one of the main reasons that the divorce rate in our country is what it is, which if you don't know what the divorce rate is right now in our country, it's right around 50%. Right around one out of every two marriages end up in divorce. And I think one of the main reasons the divorce rate is what it is is because we fail to stop and think about this question right here. And we think, well, you know, yeah, I got some things that maybe I need to work on, but if I just find the right person, then it'll all kind of work itself out. Like if I can just you know, really find the right person, then all my baggage, like it'll just kind of fade away. It's not really going to matter if I find the right person, you know, if I can find the right person, then all my unhealthy habits, all my unhealthy ways of thinking, all my addictions, all the stuff I'm struggling with, like it's not really going to matter. We fall into what's known as the right person myth. We think, man, if I could just find the right person, then, then everything else relationally is going to work itself out. But again, I don't think it's so much about finding the right person as it is, is about becoming the right person. 
In fact, the Bible doesn't say much at all about finding the right person in your life. But the Bible talks a lot about becoming the right person. In fact, the Apostle Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's, it's a chapter that maybe many of you are familiar with, even if you're not, you know, didn't grow up in the church or haven't been to church in a long time, or maybe this is your first time to church ever, which is awesome. But this is a chapter, this is, these are verses that's read all the time at weddings. It's known as the love chapter. And the reason I want to take a few minutes to look at this tonight is because I think that what the Apostle Paul is trying to get across is that this is like the clearest picture of what it looks like to become the right person. So look at, look at what Paul says. He says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Keep going. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And it's super important to note here that the type of love that Paul is talking about, it's, it's a love that the Greek word for it is agape. And an agape type of love is a love that expects nothing in return. It's a love that's completely selfless. Now, the problem with dating today is we usually do not express that type of love. Like the type of love that we usually express in our dating relationships is the type of love that expects a lot in return. And what Paul would say to me and you tonight is, is that's actually not really love, that's selfishness. And he's saying, I want you to pursue this type of love, a selfless love, a love that expects nothing in return. He's saying, because this is a love that's powerful. This is a love that can change that statistic of one out of every two marriages ending up in a divorce. In fact, I'd love just to kind of break this down for a minute. He says, love is, is patient. That means that love is willing to, to wait on the other person. Love is willing to slow itself down. Love is willing to say, I don't just want to pursue my wants and desires and needs and what I want right now in the moment. I'm willing to be patient. He says, love is kind. Kindness is a word that I feel like is so underrated in, in our English vocabulary. Like it's usually just the word that you say when you don't really know what else to say about somebody, right? Like it's like, hey, what do you think about this person? You don't really know. And you're like, he's really kind, he's a kind person. And they're like, what does that mean? You're like, I don't know. He's just very kind, you know? But, but, but you know what this word actually means? Kindness to be, means to be willing to lend your strength to someone else. And Paul says love is, is kind. He says it does not envy. See, many of us, the way we date is like, if I'm not feeling good, then you can't feel good. That's what it means to, to be envious of somebody. You can't be feeling better or doing better than I am. Paul says, no, that's not love. Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't say, you can't be doing better than me. Love says, I'm for you. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of what I, how I'm doing, love says, I am so for you. It does not boast. It is not proud. See, Paul says, love doesn't just always try to one-up the other person. That's not love. Love says, again, I'm for you. I want to support you. Like, I want you to chase after your goals and dreams. It doesn't just boast and, and tell about all the things that you've done. That's not love. It goes on, he says, love does not dishonor others. Fellas, I just need to talk to us. Real talk for just a minute if I can. Listen, this is something that we struggle with right here. Girls, please don't clap in this moment, but this is something that guys can struggle with oftentimes. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying everyone, but there are times when I think we really struggle with this right here of dishonoring women. And a lot of times we dishonor women with the way we talk about them with our friends. A lot of times we dishonor women by the music that we listen to. 
Come on, some of you, I, I know it's a vibe, but when you think about the lyrics, like, it may not be a vibe that you should be vibing with, you know? We think, for guys, a lot of times, the way we date, it's not honoring to women. The way we view and handle our social media, it's not always honoring to women. So I'm just challenging us. Could we maybe step it up a little bit in that area? I'm not saying we're failing completely, guys. I'm just saying, I think this is a challenge that if we were having coffee, if we were hanging out, having lunch, a lot of us would say, yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Love is not self-seeking. It doesn't just look out for what you want, your interests, your desires. It looks out for the other person. It's not easily angered. Like love just doesn't respond in the moment. Love takes the time to ask questions and to seek to understand and see things from a different perspective. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Ladies, can I just talk to you for a minute? Fellas, don't clap. Ladies, for the majority of these, I'm going to be honest, as a man, I think you guys get it right more often than not. I think you get it right maybe even more often than guys. But wow, when it comes to this, some of you ladies are so good at holding grudges with other people, like it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I've seen some of you, and I'm not saying guys don't do this, but guys, we just kind of let it go. It's like, we're cool, man. Yeah, let's go ahead. We're good. Ladies, I've seen some of you where it's like you walk and you see your friend and you're like, hey, what's up? Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I love you. Yes, let's hang out soon. And then immediately you go and start walking with your other friend. And it's like, I hate her. I hate her so much. <laughs> Five and a half years ago, she borrowed one of my shirts and never gave it back to me. I know it's funny. But love keeps no record of wrongs. Maybe it's time that like you let some things go. Maybe it's time that you forgive somebody. That you just kind of say, you know what? It, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, let's move on. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I love this. And this type of love is challenging. Like this type of love is unnatural. This type of love takes practice, but I'm telling you it's worth it. Just a few verses later, the same chapter, Paul says this. I love this. Look what he says. He says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. I think what Paul is trying to get across here is a child believes in fairy tales. A child is unable to think about the future. They can only think about the moment. A child can't think about other people. Like a child just thinks about what they want, what they need. Like that's the way a child acts. And I think the challenge that Paul is trying to give to us is this. For some of you, you need to put the ways and the thinking and the strategy of, of childhood strategies behind you when it comes to dating. For some of us, we need a new strategy and it should be this, focus on you more than who. Focus on you more than who, because it may not be so much about finding the right person. It might be a lot more important to become the right person. For some of you, this might play out by, by you taking the time to become someone, become a person who's dateable. Like this, this might sound harsh and I don't want it to come across harsh. I'm sorry, but some of you, like you could walk out of here tonight and you could meet the perfect person, not even just the right person, but like the perfect person but you might not be the person that that person is looking for. Some of you, you need to take, I'm not saying you need to be perfect. None of us are gonna be perfect. I'm not saying that you have to be even anywhere close to perfect to be in a healthy relationship. 
But some of us, we need to take the time. We need to start practicing that type of love that Paul was talking about. And that starts right now. That doesn't start in five to 10 years down the road. That starts right now. How can you start practicing that right now? Well, just by the friends that you have. If you're dating, for sure, perfect opportunity to start practicing that. Some of us, it could just be with our, mo- our mothers. Like, guys, perfect way to start practicing. If you wanna know how you're gonna treat and respect your future wife, look at the way you treat and respect your mom. Someone told me that a long time ago and it hit me straight in the head and I was like, wow. But I'm telling you, it changed things for me. I was like, okay, I need to be a little bit more patient with my mom. Because when you think about that verse we just read, I would challenge some of you to go back to your dorm or apartment or wherever you're headed tonight and take the word love out and put your name in there and see what's true. Matt is patient. Sometimes. Matt is kind. Matt's not easily angered. Matt keeps no record of wrongs. Put your name in in the place of love. If you want to take it even a step further, find someone who's close to you and say, hey, what, which of these is true of me? Which of these do I struggle with? For some of you, the way this could play out is you might need to take a break. You may need to take a break from dating and I'm not trying to suggest how long that break should be. Like, I'm not saying it needs to be a year or two years or maybe you're like, it just needs to be a couple weeks. I don't know, but some of you, like you need to take a break from dating so that you can refresh some things so that you can say, man, I just need to, I don't know, I need to reevaluate some things. I need to focus on me a little bit more. I need to focus on becoming the right person and stop spending all my time and energy on finding the right person. Because can I just say this, and this is where we'll wrap it up. If you focused on being the right person, as much as you focused on finding the right person, your dating life would transform. It would. If you would begin to focus on becoming the right person as much or even more as you focused on finding the right person, your dating life, your relationships would begin to transform. And man, I want this so badly for every single one of you. Like I do, I want us to be the generation that has healthy relationships. I want us to be the generation that dates well. I want us to be the generation that has healthy marriages to where we can reverse that trend and in 10, 15, 20 years from now, instead of the statistic being 50%, it'll be next to 0% so that the next generation Like my daughter, my daughter's children, if she ever has children, like I want them to grow up knowing what it looks like to be a part of a healthy family. And that begins by a healthy marriage. And I want that for you. That's why I'm so passionate about this. Focus on you more than who. I love you guys and I want this so, so badly for you. And for those of you who are in the room and you're feeling discouraged because you're like, man, I've already messed up. I've already made a lot of mistakes in this area of my life. Can I just tell you it's okay? God hasn't given up on you. God still has a great plan for you in this area of your life. We're gonna talk about it more over the next few weeks, but don't be discouraged. You can start right now. You can start moving forward. You can start writing a better story in this area of your life right now. You don't have to clean a million things up first. You can come to God and say, God, I messed up. I made some mistakes, but I wanna start a new chapter. I wanna do it right. I'm gonna begin to focus on me and becoming the right person. Focus on you more than who. I'm telling you, it has the potential to absolutely change things when it comes to your dating life. Let me pray for us. Father God, 
thank you, thank you, thank you that you don't give up on us. Thank you for the fact that you love us regardless of the mistakes we've made. For some of us in here tonight, I, I have a feeling that they are gonna feel tempted to leave here feeling discouraged, but I hope that that's not the case. I hope right now in this moment that you can take any discouragement that any of us are feeling and you can fill us up with encouragement and remind us that you love us, remind us that you're for us and you're for us in this area of our lives. You want us to have healthy relationships from this day moving forward. So God, give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we just heard and give us the courage to respond accordingly. We love you, Jesus. I thank you for every single student that's in the room. Thank you for this family. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen.